Welcome everyone to episode 42 of the App EVs podcast. I'm your host Chris Rogers and today we'll be talking about the Aptera news for the period between December 26th and January 1st, 2022. In this week's episode, I'll be talking about the highlights from 2021, an article posted by Aptera and the top five things that I'm hoping to see from the company in 2022. One, I hope that you had a happy new year and it was very safe and that you're able to spend time with family and friends. Um, kicking off the new year, the first news story from this week is going to be about a, a nice article of highlights that Aptera put out at the end of the year. I'm also, obviously, I'm, I'm going to include the link to that in the show notes for this episode. I think this is a great jumping off point for what the company has accomplished and to take a relook at what they've really done. And so the the first, I'm really, I'm not gonna go through all 21 or list them off, but I'm gonna go through the ones that jumped out to me. And, and the first three highlights, as well as several throughout, they're, they're interrelated and they're about you know, about the companies you know started off the year with 3,000 pre-orders, potentially over $100 million in pre-orders for the vehicle. They had their first viral marketing video and they closed the, the Series A funding round. And looking back, I'll say this, 2020 seemed like an, an age unto itself. That entire year, we had the start of COVID, we had the lockdowns, we had the global havoc um, that that we that ensued and i would say that 2021 definitely picked up where the previous year left off because it also feels like years ago that the company started taking pre-orders on the the aptera vehicles and crossed those milestones that they they listed out i had to look back and and see it's like wow that was really just in 2021 but but yep you know the the sequence of public awareness the initial public awareness of the vehicle that was technically technically at the very end of 2020, but it was really in 2021 that led to the, the conclusion of the first successful funding round, thousands of pre-orders. All of that happened really pr pretty much very in the very early stage of 2021 in January. It was around that time that I started, I created this podcast and it, we all haven't looked back from then. So next up on the highlights, and it's something that I think went under the radar at the time, but it was the partnership with Crank Software, which will be creating the, the user experience for the vehicle. In, in the following months, we've seen more about how they've seamlessly integrated the range of the vehicle with different options when you have that, that turned on and off. You know, for example, when you turn on the HVAC system, you can see the range of the vehicle on the map, a, a GPS, it, it expands a circle, it expands and, and contracts. And so that partnership with Crank is already bearing fruit. And I'm hoping that we'll see more of that on in the future. The next major milestone, which I, again, I forgot that this had happened, that it seemed so long ago, was the first track testing of the vehicle. And this was a huge moment that looking back, I think it, it will be covered more because the based off the results of their first track testing, the vehicle exceeded expectations. I'm pretty sure in, in all areas that they that they saw in, in their aggressive braking and handling testing. And it didn't, you know, it, it revealed some areas that needed improvement. But as this was as was discussed during the ambassador call a few weeks ago, 
it's really important for the real world results of the testing to reflect their computer models because that saves money if, if they spend all if they have to spend more time calibrating their testing and they can't rely upon you know their computer modeling then that's going to cost them a lot of money and time to figure things out but instead when they took the vehicle to the track for the first time they found out nope it handles very well it, it actually handles a lot better than they had ex expected and the, the biggest takeaways were that they needed to improve the suspension and not they didn't find out that well we're actually going to have to go back to the drawing board because it's not as aerodynamic as we expected it's not handling like we're expecting you know the the hub motors and the unsprung weight issue is bigger than than we thought it was going to be you know basically everything that they hoped and wished pretty much happened and so that that first testing was was really big uh, the next a highlight on this list that was a personal favorite of mine was the soul reveal which was a version that i wasn't i had to be honest i wasn't really looking forward to because i'm not really excited about vehicles and in and white but um, i i can't remember who it was in the meet the team series compared the look of the white eptera the soul version to that of a stormtrooper and i do think it does kind of have that sleekness um, but the biggest thing about the soul reveal was it was the first time, albeit in a heavily produced fashion, that you could see what an Aptera would look like moving around town and people using it for day-to-day -day activities. And that was really exciting for me personally. Another major under-the-radar radar highlight was the hiring of Jim Chu as the Asia-Pacific CEO of the company. And that's something that will have large ramifications if you know if they're able to successfully navigate the supply chain crunch that a lot of companies are facing and as as well as the, the you know the future of the company in the asia pacific region i think you'll be able to point back to the hiring of jim chu as the asia pacific ceo as a key component in, in making that happen and i would say this just to wrap up the, their highlight list you know following the launch of the the luna vehicle growing media coverage the opening of the Carlsbad final assembly facility upon which construction has begun, it really shows how far the company has come in 2021. You know, they went from 3,000 pre-orders in January to over 15,000 by the end of December. Uh, their staff grew to 150 people. There are 500 Aptera ambassadors, and they were able to build the first beta build for their vehicle, and I'm going to include links to photos that Aptera shared on Twitter in the show notes for the, the first beta build vehicle. It's not a full, it doesn't look like a normal vehicle. You'll have to see if they've dressed it up for the holidays. And in summation, the company really went from the relaunch of what was a, a great idea around 2008, 2009 to a company with over half a billion dollars in pre-orders a construction facility, growing partnerships around the world. It, it really just, you know, they are not into production yet, but it went from the dream of a dream to something that you can see closer, you know, coming to reality and, and everything is really coming together. And, and looking through this highlight video, I was reminded of, you know, how far they've come. I, I highly recommend you check this out and I'm excited to see what's coming next. for the week is a direct follow-on to the highlights article that Aptera shared and I want to talk through the top five things 
that I'm hoping to see from Aptera in 2022. Number one, what I'm hoping to see is, is that the few holdout states, New York is included within them, that are requiring a motorcycle license to drive a vehicle like Aptera will update their regulations so that you will not require a motorcycle license to drive an Aptera. There's, there's only a couple at this point. Um, New York is, part, is personal to me because that's where I live. There was, in fact, a law that passed the State Assembly and Senate in New York last year before being vetoed by now-disgraced Governor Cuomo. And it would be great if the state legislatures can, or legislators can pick up that law again and it can regain some traction. Because, you know, I, I've spoken about this before. If you require a motorcycle license to drive an Aptera, it just, it's fundamentally not the same type of practical vehicle that it really should be. Number two, I'm hoping that we get the results from the crash testing and safety testing, and I'm hoping that we see it fairly soon. I, I'm saying summer 2022, but I'm hoping that it's earlier than that. Uh, safety is one of the big question marks about the vehicle, and people are wondering how will the composite design hold up in testing. Online, there is constant chatter about how a small, lightweight vehicle will hold up. In, there's the belief and the perception that it will be dangerous in a place like America that is dominated by trucks and SUVs for a, a, a vehicle that people believe is smaller than it actually is for it to be sharing the same road. And at the, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, there's at, at this point, it's, you know, there's, well, outside of the fact that you, what you see it with a monocoque chassis and composite build and formula one racing, and as well as, you know, open wheel racing, it's known that the monocoque design and composite design is in fact very safe for the passengers, but it's it's going to be important for Aptera to be able to say, no, we're not just claiming it's safe because of, you know, we believe in, in theory, you know, we've, we've put it through its paces, you know, right now they rely upon that, there's that stat that's oft repeated that the previous version of Aptera had the highest roof crush strength um, rating of any vehicle ever tested. And, and so I want to see them complete that testing so that they can start shouting to everyone, no, this vehicle is safe. Number three, um, this is you know somewhat related to testing and independent regulatory authorities. I'm hoping that we get the EPA estimated ranges for the four models, the their official ranges for the vehicle. Uh, you know, obviously, real world testing is going to be very important. It doesn't. You know, we've seen a, a lot of differences between. EPA uh, testing, I think it's WLTP in Europe, you know, there's a number of tests that, you know, uh, car and, and driver and other periodicals will do to see, all right, well, this is what EPA says, what is the actual real world? And then, of course, there's the user experience. But, you know, you start with the EPA, and that's what sets everyone's expectations. That's what gets reported. Um, and, you know, that's right now, I, I there is justifiably because Aptera is, is basically making a mathematically based claim about what the range of the vehicle, you know, people are skeptical. You know, they, they've done the math to, to you know, I mean, the, the range of a vehicle is a function of its aerodynamics. And if they know what the power input will be, what the battery size will be, 
and what the aerodynamics you can they can easily sit there and say well it should go 250 miles and this this 100 kilowatt hour version should go 1000 miles um but you know right now everyone's talking about lucid with their air is the range king i think they have a 520 mile range and the second aptera can say this is the longest range electric vehicle or any vehicle in the world you know that's that's going to make a lot of waves number four um, you know, going back to early 2021, there was a lot of discussion, and this is maybe an obscure hope, um, that the Aptera was going to be able to include a lot of really fun features, things like take tank controls. And this was because the only, the only barrier to implementing that was updating the software of the controllers for the actual vehicles. Um, and what I'm hoping is that in 2022, we get some more details on cool features and unique features that, that Terra will be able to do that are based off the fact that, you know, the, the precise rotational rate of the, of the hub motors can be adjusted in a way that you can't do without hub motors or you can't do if you don't have a motor for each wheel of the car. And so I'm... I'm hoping that we 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 get more information on on what they're planning down the line, you know, what that roadmap will be. And number five, this is the biggie. I hope that Aptera is able to complete a production intent vehicle by the end of 2022, so that deliveries can begin. Now, this is this is the the big milestone that everyone is focused on always, and and it understandably this is this is what i'm looking for and i think this is what we're all looking for um you know i think that it's likely that there will be more hiccups along the way they've already pushed back their timeline to late 2022 but if they're if they're able to make the you know agreements at a regular rate you know and the there aren't too many major delays um, they have intentionally designed the vehicle to be easier to bring to market than any other production intent or any other electric vehicle, startup vehicle company that we've seen. And so theoretically, it should be possible, uh, more possible for Aptera to achieve these goals um, in, in a way that other startups are not. So those are those are my biggest hopes and, and dreams for the company in 2022. I'm, I'm really curious about what your hopes are. You know, please write in. You can find me on Twitter at app underscore EVs podcast or send me an email to apt EVs podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're hoping to see in 2022. Um, you know, going through my list, if they're able to achieve those those goals, you know, even if they, they do everything except for getting to the production intent, I think that 2022 is going to be a monster year in terms of popularity, mind share, and you know growth and reservations for for the company. Um, I think for for people who are following the company, you know they get it. You know the the, the people who like me have drunk the Kool Aid, so to speak. You know they they see what the company is trying to do with their solar charged vehicle um, or solar powered vehicle, um, but if the moment that they have independent testing that reflects and supports the their expectations on safety and range alone, you know they're going to be able to say that they have the most affordable long-range electric vehicle that is also the safest and charges itself with solar. Um, you know, not everyone is going to go for that two-seater. That's not going to be practical for for everyone. 
But the reason that Tesla is a household name is because the Model S, when it came out, was the best performance luxury sedan, period. You know, everyone was was used to these luxury vehicle companies, you know, you know, expensive cars, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. And Tesla came to market with this Model S that was faster than all of them, a quicker acceleration than all of them, and was more had more autonomous features already and planned for the vehicle than anything that is capable in an internal combustion engine vehicle. And it opened people's eyes. You know, they got in this car and they, they thought, oh wow, you know, there's something else that's possible. Then the Model 3 came along and was the best performance sedan at a lower price than the the model uh, the model s and that was basically you know that's that's the reason why tesla is popular you know people look for people want the best car they want an appealing car and tesla has been making that for a a few years now it you know i've you know obviously there are important caveats of, of build quality but the reason why people are, are so passionate about tesla is because it is a fundamentally better vehicle than any internal combustion engine vehicle on the market. And not a lot of, of other electric vehicles offer the same features um, or any of them that, that Tesla is, is offering. When, when Aptera can come to the market and say that, by the way, according to the EPA, this car will go 600 miles of range and it's gonna cost you less than a Model, a model 3 and it's gonna be faster than a Porsche 911, and also we have a 250 mile range version that is gonna cost you the same thing as a Honda Civic before any, any tax credits. Uh, that's, that's when the company explodes. You know, Right now they're saying it and everyone who's following is going, yes, this is great. That's the reason why they have over 15,000 pre-orders. But once, they, once, once the article is written that this is the car with the longest range and it's gonna cost you less than anything else, um, you know, that's, uh, I think that's, that's when they're on the, that is going to make them even more on the road to stability. And that's going to help them make the agreements that they're, they're going to need in order to get to production intent. You know, they, they need verifiable sources to back them up. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the big moment for them. And so here's to another year of following this company and making this podcast. And, and thank you all for listening. concludes episode 42 of the app evs podcast i hope you found this episode interesting as always and thank you very much for listening if you enjoy the podcast please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow this aptera movement um, the app evs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms including google and apple podcast cast fm anchor fm um, if you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, you can send those to appevspodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at app underscore EVs podcast. You can also send me audio messages through the podcasting website. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies, and in the words of Jeff Panada, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better